0: Good morning, Dr. Mia Mask. How are you? I'm fine, Angela. How are you? I'm well. I'd like to welcome you to the New Books Network, African American Studies. Thank you. Today, we will talk to Dr. Mask about her book, Divas on Screen, Black Women in American Film. So tell us a little bit about Divas on Screen. Sure. Uh, It is a book that developed out of my dissertation.
1: It is a star study. So it's an examination of five African American women film stars. And I was uh, working on my dissertation and very interested in Black stardom and in the questions that are raised by the experiences, the professional and personal experiences of Black stars. And so um, the project really evolved out of the work that I was doing as a graduate student and then pursued after graduate school. And um, it it became
0: a a close sort of examination of their careers. Excellent. Excellent. So how does your book fit into African-American studies?
1: Great question. Well, African-American film studies is a growing field, but it has been around for a long time. So many people are familiar, for example, with Donald Bogle's seminal book, Toms, Coons, Mammies, Mulattoes, and Bucks, An Interpretive History of African Americans in Film, which everyone in our field, in our discipline of cinema studies generally cites and knows as one of the seminal and one of the first texts to really look at the history of African-American representation in mainstream American film. And he is a a figure that we all admire and look to, uh, but he is somebody who also helped to grow our field. So there are many other African-American film historians and critics who are part of our discipline. Ed Guerrero, whose seminal book, Framing Blackness, is often cited and used as a course textbook across the country and, and widely. Uh, Mantia Diawara, who has written many books. Uh, he's an Africanist and an African-Americanist. Um, so there are so many, Jackie Stewart, Michelle Wallace, so many of us working in black film studies you know, really growing the field and going into the archives to learn as much as we can and unearth and share as much as we can about what's happening and what has happened in the film industry and how it has impacted the lives of African-American performers, directors, editors, you know, those working both in front of and behind the camera. So it's really part of the discipline of African-American film studies, but cinema studies more
0: generally. Cinema studies. So let's see. Your book talks about Dorothy Dandridge, Mm -hmm. Pam Pam Greer, Mm -hmm. uh, Whoopi Goldberg, yeah, Oprah Winfrey, and Halle Berry. So are they equal in what they bring to film studies, or does each woman do something different?
1: Yeah, yeah. I I would never say that they are equal, or really talk about you know as though they're sort of weighted against one another cuz that's right. not the book's not really doing that it's okay. it's an an examination of their careers at you know from a historical standpoint and sort of placed into the context of what was happening in american culture in american okay. society mm-hmm. and then specifically in the film industry when they came to uh to to film and when they came to work in okay. film and television. So I start with Dorothy Dandridge. I was really interested in looking at Black women film stars from the post World War II era to the present. I have colleagues like Charlene Register who are who've done uh, work that is uh, pre World War II uh, sort of examination of Black women film stardom. But my book is is really about post-World War II film stars. So I start with Dorothy Dandridge yeah. uh, because of the seminal sort of figure that she was in terms of really changing the conversation about black women film stars. So she's one of the first African-American women to be nominated for an Academy Award. And it's not that I place so much stock or value mm-hmm. in the Academy Awards as a, as an indication of merit per se, but it is an important marker in terms of the recognition uh, black women's work in film uh, on a national stage, right? So I'm very interested, in the, obviously, in the book, in her career and then in what her career facilitates or allows thereafter, the kinds of conversations, the kinds of uh, employment opportunities for other black women who come after her. And so then I'm looking at Pam Greer subsequently, Whoopi Goldberg, Oprah as a television slash film star, and then Halle Berry. All as, as people who, uh, as, as figures who really changed in some way the conversation about what was going on, what opportunities were available to black women and how they really helped to shift the terrain and shift the conversation uh, and create greater opportunities for black women because there's recognition of black women's artistry in part through them. So that's why I, I focus on those particular figures.
0: Let's say now we want a book number two. Who are the women, black women that are changing the conversation now? Like if you could add to these divas on screen, um, I'm thinking Viola Davis, Octavia Spencer, like people changing the conversation. If you were asked to write a book two, how would you, what women would you include? Uh, well, you named several of
1: them. Um- if I were writing an, a follow-up or sort of a uh, more contemporary version of this book, I absolutely want to look at the career of Viola Davis. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you're absolutely right when you say Octavia Spencer is someone whose uh, work is, you know, very compelling, very dynamic, and, you know, she's work it, worked in a variety of types of films I've long been interested in the career of Carrie Washington, really, from her yes. debut film, uh, Our Song, to her present work. I've been a student of her career for a long time. So I think Carrie Washington's been somebody that uh, I've watched, you know, grow and evolve and have been excited about her work from the beginning. Let's see. Um, I'm actually also interested in in some. Uh, folks who are not American but who have worked in American films, uh, Tanda Newton, among them. Um, you know, so there are there are many Black women you know now who I would love to interview, love to yeah. uh, write about. I've sort of moved on to some other projects, and I'm not doing uh, that work right now. But. Okay. They're absolutely uh, Viola Davis and uh, and Kerry Washington are, are chief among you know two I'd like to and then for some women directors I'd love to interview I'd love yes. to uh, to talk with Shonda Rhimes about yes. her interview. right I'd love to talk yeah. with Ava DuVernay about yes. her work absolutely so they're you know right um, and uh, I'm have continued to be a big fan of Julie Dash's work I mean yes. she really is the um, the founding matriarch. Uh, in some ways of black women's uh, work as a, as director. So uh, there are lots of women who work both in front of and behind the camera that I think are important.
0: It's good for us to know that in front who we see on the screen, as well as who's working the cameras and writing the stories um, behind the screen. I love the cover of your book, Pamela Greer, her afro. And I I want you to speak a little to that because it you can feel this difference with Black women and their hair today. Who we follow? Uh, tell us just a little bit about this cover and how it how it really speaks to the power of the Black woman today.
1: I think that we chose that cover, you know, from one of the Pam Greer Star vehicles because Pam Greer's Star persona was such a uh, an important. Um, you know, converse, you know, such an important part of thinking about the impact of Black Power and the Black Panthers and the Civil Rights Movement, as it informed African Americans' desire to see more realistic images of us on screen. Uh, you know, we really wanted to see powerful, strong women, uh, powerful, strong Black people, and her her black exploitation star persona embodied and, you know, really she personified that, uh, strong, uh, self-assured, confident, you know, uh, no, you know, no nonsense feminist sensibility. And, uh, you know, not, it's not just her hair, but even in the, you know, the gaze, the way she be, she's, you know, returning the gaze of the onlooker, um, you know, the, her whole, um, you know, sort of energy in that still, but in those films in general, I think is important in, in terms of in, you know, kind of creating a very strong feminist stance and um, and and you know, persona. So we love that. You know, the, the press loved that image. It was one of several that I suggested to them. Um, but, uh, you know, we also love obviously the natural hair and, you know, she's a, uh, Pam Greer is just such an important icon. And we thought that that image would really speak to this, str- the strong images of black women that we're trying to, you know, present in the book. Why do you think readers
0: should pick this book up?
1: It's a fun read. Most importantly, yeah. a lot of people tell me they enjoy, they've enjoyed, uh, it when they read it and, yeah. um. It will help you put things into perspective. I mean, I'm I'm very interested right now, actually, in uh, looking at Beyonce's Lemonade, as many of my colleagues are, you know, to sort of think about and unpack what she's doing, you know, in her work. I haven't done as much work on musical artists, but I am interested in understanding more about, you know, Beyonce and her You know, star persona, and but I think it's important to look at, for example, the star persona of Pam Grier, because when you think about uh, even a film like Austin Powers, right? Right. Uh, uh, Beyonce appeared. You know, she's doing a uh, a kind of version of Cleopatra Jones and Foxy Brown, and I think a a character named Foxy, you know, Foxy Cleopatra, right? So. There are ways in which uh, I'm interested. I think the book is useful for anybody who's who wants to think about black women's stardom, whether it be in film or in the music industry, to look at the careers of, say, Pam Greer, for example, and uh, even Halle Berry and Oprah and these people to think about what what did they do? How did they do what they did and how did they. Uh, bring a performance style, a sense of black womanhood, black feminism to the fore and to the forefront in a way that, like, we even see figures like Beyoncé picking up mm-hmm. on it, and for you know subsequent generations picking up that baton and moving forward. So I think readers should pick up the book mm-hmm. if they're at all interested in popular culture.
0: Okay, excellent, excellent. They are these five women are like the pillars. Right. Our pillars of those who are coming afterwards. Just like you said, Beyonce's picked up a little bit of Pam Greer and we have talk show hosts who have followed because of Oprah, because of Oprah. Excellent. Excellent.
1: Exactly. And I think, you know, black women like Octavia Spencer and Viola Davis who recognized that Halle Berry was, you know, following Dorothy Dandridge's career trajectory and tradition, and that it's not insignificant that Halle Berry portrayed Dorothy Dandridge in the biopic, you know, uh, about Dorothy Dandridge's life. So, you know, I think there are these connections that if you read Divas on Screen, Black Women in American Film, that you will make and that you'll see between earlier representations of black women in film and television and contemporary representations of black women in film, television, and music video.
0: Do you think the representation has changed um, of black women on TV? Well, you say the representation, and I I appreciate the
1: question, but it almost implies that like, there is just sort of like one, you know what I mean? Like it's the representation. What are we talking about? Like, you know what I mean? So are we talking about I, like I would never want to, even in in earlier moments, say the representation as if all representations of black women can be put in one box. Right. Right. So I would say, has the rep, when you ask, has representation changed? I'd say, yes, it has. Right. You know, that's one of the things that the book that my book demonstrates. But even I mean, I can't even take credit for that, that if you read. You know, Donald Bogles, Toms, Coons, Mammies, Mulattos. He's talking about how black actors have navigated and negotiated the stereotypes that they were, you know, sort of given to play, but how they also had to alter and change them. So I would never say that black representation in okay. film, popular culture generally has not changed at all. I wouldn't, you know, I w- right. w- wouldn't want to make that kind of reductive statement. So has it changed? Absolutely. Yes. But I, w- I want to talk more specifically about who, at what moments in which films yes. rather than make kind of broad sweeping generalization.
0: So thank you. Thank you for that. That makes sense that there's, we should look at it in all different um, perspectives um, and it has changed and we are fighting outside of the box um, to do something different that isn't stereotypical, right? Well, so yeah,
1: um, yeah. There's absolutely a way in which there have been the stereotypes that we've been limited to, but we yeah. have seen, you know, from the 1960s to the present, a whole range of yeah. ways in which Black women have complicated Black, you know, stereotypes, right? Or stereotypes, yes. particularly Black womanhood. Whether we're talking about Diane Carroll and Julia, yes. or Esther roll in Good Times, right. right? Or um, you know, uh, we could talk about, you know, you know, very contemporary stuff like Kerry Washington and Scandal or, um, uh, you know, sort of the uh, work of women in science fiction. Um, you know, there's just been a range of images. And I think what, what the problem is that there have been so few that we tend to think that, OK, black women have only ever played one kind of role. But right. if you really look at, I mean, this is the, sort of the point of my book and the point of the work of many other people in our field. If you look more closely, there is a broad range of things that people have done. There've just been too few opportunities and too few roles. And then there are some wonderful shows that are available now. I mean, I'm I'm watching Ava DuVernay's show um, Queen Sugar, right? And so and and seeing wonderful performances there. So it's you know not only in the Shonda Rhimes enterprise but even in some of the new work by Ava DuVernay and, and other people you know we're seeing a greater range. But there 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 are roles that have there are complicated roles that have been out there and and a variety of things that have been um, that have been in on television. There have just been so few and they just have not had the kind of support that other mainstream television shows have had.
0: I have not re- uh, watched Queen Sugar yet, so that uh, thanks for putting a little plug in there for that. So is there something you want to add to the conversation before we say goodbye? And then I also, I'm I'm giving you two questions, so forgive me. You said that you're working, is there something like you're working on now? Well, so in addition to Divas,
1: I have two anthologies that are, that are Mm -hmm. out. One is about It's it's a collection of essays about African-American cinema, titled Contemporary Black American Cinema, and uh, there's some great pieces in there. Ed Guerrero has a wonderful piece in that book on Bamboozle, so we're really proud of that um, anthology. And then more recently, um, Ian Strong, a Bahamian scholar, uh, and I put together an anthology out of a conference that Ian organized in Nassau, Bahamas, a Sydney Poitier conference. And that book is Poitier Revisited. And it's a sort of examination of the Poitier uh, catalog of films there are many wonderful essays in there from our, our colleagues. Uh, and I'm currently working on a book on the African-American Westerner. So yeah, there are a lot of lot of projects out there.
0: Okay, excellent. We'll have to have you back again to talk about um, Sydney Portier. Is there anything additional you'd like to tell us before we let you go?
1: Oh, just thanks for having me. I hope Absolutely. folks can pick up the book. Um, there's a, just sort of a lot there that I hope will encourage people to think about what has transpired in American film and television and the relationship between the past and the present. To kind of understand some of the connective tissue between Pam Greer and her beauty, strength and sort of feminist persona in her films and how that has sort of impacted a contemporary women's uh, black women's work in in popular culture.
0: Thank you very much. Thank you for having yeah. me. Take care.